0: So here at Switching the Coverage, uh, as you know, there are times where we open the show a little bit more serious, not telling jokes about uh, what I may or may not have done on my birthday, or um, uh, Rod giving me concussions, uh, 3.0 and I being locked in a room and fi- figuring out who was going to make it out of the room alive. There are times where we do... Uh,
1: we practice in forgiveness on all of those, <laughs> so we're good now.
0: We do. We do practice in forgiveness. We say 10 Hail Marys and all is forgiven. Um, There are times where we do need to talk about cultural or world issues or disasters or tragedies that are going on in in, in reference to people understanding that we're here not just to entertain you guys, but we're also here to have you understand that we're we're looking out for you just as much uh, as you look out for us. So, Rod, I know there was a few things that you wanted to say in you as well, 3.0, in relation to uh, Hurricane Harvey that Mm -hmm. has uh, decimated a good bit of Texas, Houston in particular.
1: You know, obviously we have uh, a pretty loyal base of people in the Houston area. Uh, Definite shout-out to uh, Chad Slade, which we did check on him on uh, Sunday. He and his family and everybody around, and and they were good. In fact, the uh, Houston Texans team was in Dallas uh, for the weekend, and he said everybody was okay. Uh, Definite shout-out as well to one of our very loyal listeners, uh, Mr. Christian Gary, who uh, let us know today that he and his family were, were okay. And, you know, one of the things that was really touching to me was just the fact that he hit us back and he was just so thankful that we were we were thinking about him and, and, and sending our prayers up and how much he appreciated that. But what I wanted to say to him is we appreciate people like you, and that's the reason we do this podcast. You know, we're not going to sit here and, and I'm not going to begin to even imagine uh, what, uh, you know these, uh, what the people of Houston are going through, because just like we we were saying pre-show, I mean their lives are changed in a matter of hours, days. You know, you go from uh, living your normal life to everything you you have is gone, and and in many cases, I mean you're you're dependent on heroic rescues. So you know, my heart really and truly goes out to to everybody in uh, the the Houston area as a result of this tragedy. And, uh, you know, just just so thankful that people are are coming together. And I know we mentioned this uh, before. It's about real change and it's about really and truly being out there to help. And, and, and not about you getting glory from it or anything else, but just just being there.
0: One thing I wanted to say, 3.0, I know you had specific things you wanted to say, but this literally just came to me as you were talking, Rod, was that last week, I believe it was, I made a joke that any neo-Nazis or white nationalists, <laughs> black nationalists, Asian, yeah. whoever is a, a segregationist, I think that's fair to say. Yeah, yeah. Of, sure. of, of any kind, sure. of any kind, you can turn this off right now. But what I have seen in relation to, to, to me making that joke is a, is an epic truth that you see the true human spirit, and I think it's fair to say the American spirit when tragedies like this happen, when you see people of all creeds, uh, relations, religions, backgrounds coming together, taking boats out and rescuing mm-hmm. other people, and it's not like they stopped they stopped for one person because they were this and didn't stop for another person because they weren't. They were saving human life, regardless of what your outer aesthetics might have represented. Absolutely. Mm -hmm. Go ahead, 3.0.
2: No, I have have as big of a tragedy as it's been, and we've got over 100,000 people as, as, as as of recording that don't even have their homes anymore. Uh, it is a tragedy, but um, I've always been one to try to look for a positive in, in a tra- in a tragedy at best I can, and I have seen some of the most heroic, most inspiring uh, things on my television screen of uh, people doing the boats, uh, people, uh, you know, people rescuing a lady in a wheelchair. I have seen uh, like like Eric said, it's it not a matter of nationality. A lot of times we argue about government and politics, but uh, the federal government, the local government, the state government it seems like they've all worked pretty well, and uh, it's it's been very encouraging. And uh, you know we've got uh, football coming up uh, this coming weekend. But one thing I was really encouraged about was uh, Houston. You know, a lot of times people um, you know are inspired by their sports teams. And Houston made the decision that they were—they had a road game this weekend in San Antonio, and they could have played the game, but they have decided to come back home, and they may have put football in perspective, and they're going to put Houston on their chest, not as a jersey, but as a as in the community. And uh, and I was very very inspired by that.
1: You know, and what we've said on this show so often, and I know I've talked with you about this as well, Eric, is. We wanted to be able to use this show not necessarily as as a chance for us to have a platform, but more so than anything, we wanted this show to be able to give platforms. And I feel like, you know, with what's going on in Houston and just with what you've mentioned there is they deserve a platform for the world, for what they're going through and how they are doing it heroically and bravely. And so that's what's important to me. It's not about. Getting a platform so you can have your own, but it's about being able to change other worlds instead of just your own world. And and that's what what Houston, in my opinion, is really doing. So shout out. And before we move on
0: and we get to the, the silly stuff, I guess I shouldn't say good stuff. The silly stuff mm-hmm. this week, there's two things i want to point out one is uh, to piggyback off of what you said i want everyone that listens to this whether you're a texan native a texan resident or you are effective friends or family or yourself by hurricane harvey is this you know yes it's great for us to see that people are listening um we have a product obviously if you have a product you want people to um engage with your product mm-hmm. but it's always so in in, in- enlivening for me personally to see the people that we know listen we talk about our sarah's we talk about our christian Gary's, we talk about our guy mick down in australia Mm -hmm. um you know not that's not a humble brag that we have people all across the world i actually try to engage on my personal twitter account and engage with these people personally so i can see how they are doing in life And yes, we want to give people a platform. We want people to understand we appreciate you listening to our show, but just as much as you were there for us to promote us as a product and a brand, you know, we're here to listen to you guys and help however we can. That was number one. And number two, one specific person i wanted to point out now I'm th- this is going to get backlash because there have been a lot of celebrities and, and people that are public figures that have done a good job whether it was donating money or being very uh vocal about mm-hmm. the, about texas needing help houston specifically but uh, former boston celtic and houston native Gerald green was mm-hmm. out there uh putting a video out asking people if you have a boat call me st- Text me, reach me somehow so we can get your boat and go rescue these people. Now, obviously, there's been others like Kevin Hart has been very mm-hmm. vocal. The rapper T.I. has been very vocal. I mean, Alyssa Milano. I can go on and on. There's too many to name. I wanted to call him out specifically because how brave is it? And I'm sure there are others out there that would have done this if they were capable. But how how brave is it versus being a multimillionaire and donating money versus putting your life on the line? Mm-hmm and going out there and rescuing people in the midst of the storm.
2: And and speaking of that, uh, I know today we did lose a police officer. He drowned in his uh, car. uh, Yeah, Who who drowned. And so uh, there are people doing that. Um, You know, I mean, there's probably stories that we won't ever know.
0: So mm-hmm. now that we've given our shout out to the city of Houston, uh, the state of Texas, we are all here for you. You know, let us know how we can help. Absolutely. If, if there's any way through our, our platforms, we do have a Facebook page. We have a Twitter page. If we can help you guys, tell us how. And, and um, you know, it, it, even if we don't have pennies to donate, we can use our voice. Uh, Absolutely. Th- th- that's fair. Now, let's, let's get to some of the silly stuff. This weekend, I will be in Key West. <laughs> yeah. Be- baby sister is getting married.
2: Uh uh-huh. will, will you please bring me a, a slice of key lime pie?
0: I, I would like to tell you yes, but we're not flying. We're driving. And if I if I bring you, if I buy key lime key pie. Key lime pie is so good. If I buy key lime pie for you guys and I put it in a cooler, it ain't going to make it back. Well, away. it's I'm called it. dry ice. <laughs> I will find a way to eat it. I'm not saying that it won't make it, that it will go bad. I'm telling
1: you I'll eat it. Well, you know what this also means, just the fact that uh, you are on the precipice of your sister's wedding. It also means that we're here for college football season. That
0: is that is the point that I wanted to make. I'm not using this as a
1: reason to shout my
0: sister out. I'm using this to call her out. And Brandon, I'm never going to let you live this down. (laughs) Brandon, you're a Florida State fan. Asia, you know that our family were Alabama fans. Alabama and Florida State played this weekend. It's the return of college football with one of the most epic matchups for week one ever. And here we are. I will be in a wedding reception.
2: Number it, one has never, preseason number one has never had to face a number three team. or. Yeah, that's what team I was actually
1: history. just about to say. Yeah, this is the highest rated, uh, pre uh, your first week game like ever. I think, I, but I think that's a good indication of where some people tend to have their priorities
0: here in SEC country. I mean, when you see all these, that's a no, no. You see all these sayings and memes going around that hey, during football season, don't in, don't invite me to do anything because I'm not coming. There's several right. different ways you no. see it, right? I,
1: I, and, and speaking of college football season as well, we we had our little fantasy draft, didn't we? Yeah, we did. I think I did good. I think I did
0: good. You know, I,
2: I actually was pretty impressed by your draft.
0: To 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 be fair, <laughs> to be fair, I don't think you know this. But I, I don't I don't think I had a bad draft last year. It's just a couple of my guys blossomed at the end of the season when I had already traded them away. Like but, Bo Scarborough. Like, like Bo Scarborough, <laughs> who I repeatedly called out. <laughs> repeatedly. <laughs> um, but but what actually happened, and this is not an excuse, this is a fact, is that my car broke down. I called you and told you, right. Yes, you My did. car broke down on the way home the night of the draft. So all the notes and whatnot I had, I never looked at them. I just kind of drafted off the top of my head. This year, though, I made sure I was set and ready to go And uh, there were no outside, uh, what what, what does Nick Saban call it? Not distractions, clutter. There was no clutter. Clutter. There was no no clutter. clutter. You were, you were clutter-free for I was the clutter-free this year. Season. So what we're going to be talking about this week, we're going to go ahead and get you guys into that first break. Thank you for giving us uh, about 10 minutes there to talk about the city of Houston because that means a lot to us personally yes. um, because we all do know people personally that have been affected by it. Yes. But what we're going to be looking at this week is, yes, college football has returned. The NFL is on the precipice. Uh, there's your one of your first $10 words. Mm-hmm. On the precipice of returning, um, last weekend was the kind of the penultimate weekend for college football.
1: That's one of your favorite
0: $10 words right there, penultimate.
2: It's it's called
1: week zero. Week
0: zero. But we're not just going to be giving you guys a preview of college football nor a breakdown of what we think is going to happen. We want to look at football as a whole from a cultural standpoint in, in america that's how Absolutely. we look at everything is because for our new listeners out there maybe you are a texan or a houstonian or hey if you were somebody new from one of our other countries welcome uh thank you to all the people in london and the surrounding cities of london that mm-hmm. have continued to support us uh, again thank you to mick in australia but uh if you were a newer listener and i, I know i do this every week but it's fair I want you guys to understand if you're a sports junkie you can get your sports fix if you like movies culture music you can get all of that every week right here with switching the coverage we're going to take you guys to our first commercial break but i encourage you to stay tuned in we're going to break down american football as they like to call it <laughs> not just from a sports standpoint but what we see sports music culture wise even all the way down to movies i might make a few varsity blues jokes we're going to take you guys to our first commercial break and come back with a special guest who's been on our show previously uab football player and it is very special that he is a football player tim alexander will be joining us uh via via conference call to join us for about 20 minutes of the show taking y'all a break right now
2: do you need your air conditioning or your heating service Maybe you need just an installation. It doesn't matter whether you're commercial or residential. Call 205-991-7529, Air 280 Service. License, bonded, and insured. They have an A-plus rating by the BBB, and the team here in Switching the Coverage has used them ourselves. Tell them at Switching the Coverage sent you, and they'll take care of you today.
0: all right ladies and gentlemen switching the coverage is back from commercial break for the second week in the row second week in a row the uh the machines here have become sentient i i mean i don't i don't know what it is but whenever we want to have a guess the mixer the laptop and all of our phones collectively get together and they and they decide we're gonna make y'all take another 20 minutes before we work So, uh, having having said that, and we have actually figured it out, may, maybe for, maybe third time's a charm. Next guest we have, we won't have any. Hey, uh, try, fail, and adjust. We right? won't have any rogue electronics. So, uh, Mr. 3.0, I'm going to let you introduce our guest. Um, I told the people in the first segment who he is, but I'm going to let you introduce him.
2: Well, we have Kim Alexander back on our show. Uh, Kim, uh, w- welcome back.
3: Hey, it's an honor to be back. How y'all doing?
2: We're doing great. Doing great. Uh, for uh, our listeners that was with us, uh, you will remember uh, earlier this year we brought, uh, brought Tim on and uh, he shared his story about uh, having been in a car accident and uh, how he has not let that stop him and he has used his story to motivate others and I'm uh, getting closer and closer to walking uh, every day and you are so inspiring and we have been uh, planning on you coming back because this is a special weekend for you with what's going on with UAB, right?
3: Yes, sir. It's a very special moment. Very special moment.
2: To tell, tell our listeners that aren't, because that aren't, uh, we have a worldwide audience that actually listens to our show. Tell people about uh, UAB and what's uh, so special this weekend.
3: Well, it's very special. We make history this weekend in actuality. We make history every day as today's build up to September second. UAB is back. We haven't had a football team for the last three years, and we've just been playing against ourselves and just fight within and just you just stay in the course. But on this Saturday, we open up for the city, we open up for the state, we open up for all the dreamers in the world because UAB football is back, and we we play a in town a in town. HBCU, Alabama A&M, and they're going to bring their crowd. So this is basically going to be the Magic City Classic Part (laughs) 2 of Birmingham, Alabama. So it's it's going to be a PWI institution versus an HBCU institution. So it's going to be very good to see the different cultures come together. It's going to be good for the city and the state. But most importantly, it's going to be great for the people. It's just going to be good for Birmingham again just to have a football team and I don't know if you all know this, but Birmingham, Alabama has been the, the, the most watched city and state for football for the last 10 to 15 years. That You know, this has been the, the most watched state when it comes down to recruits and prospects and football right here in Birmingham, Alabama. Yes,
1: Birmingham absolutely kills it with college football ratings, and they've been number one. You're exactly right. And one thing I wanted to point
0: out is I, I didn't even look at the dynamic that he pointed out. Think about some of the social strife we've seen over the past month and mm-hmm. right here in Birmingham, Alabama. Just to give you guys a breakdown of the acronyms that he used for the uneducated, and and, and Tim, sell it, Tim said it so eloquently, uh, a PWI is a predominantly white institution. HBCU is a historically black college or university. So those are the two teams Alabama a UAB, those two football teams uh, facing off this Saturday, September 2nd, mm-hmm. right here in Birmingham, Alabama, at Legion Field, the old gray lady, yeah. they call it, the old yes. gray lady. The old, the old, old gray lady. <laughs> yeah.
3: right, right, right here at
0: Legion <laughs> Field, you not only have UAB football coming back from what many people proclaimed as the dead, you have Alabama AM and m bringing a completely different kind of culture. And I guarantee right. you, I guarantee you what you will see this weekend is you will see people from all kind of different backgrounds interacting and having
1: a great time. And and, and, and Tim, we also even uh, talked about here uh, uh, before we brought you on, just what football has meant to, from a societal, cultural standpoint, just in general, uh, with the season being back. But can you tell us a little bit uh, about what what impacts have have you seen with football through your life personally?
3: Well, one football really taught me. Football at UAB really taught me to you can't come half step. Now excuse my grandma when I say you can't come half step. What, what football means is is you got to be ready. You got to be ready at all times of your life. You got to be ready at all times of the day. And to be ready is to be early. And to be early, as Coach Clark says, is to be on time. So it really just taught me about that. You have to. Everything is game-like. Everything we do is game-like. The way we walk, the way we talk, the way we dress, what we say. You know, I don't just. I don't just apply that to the athletic mind. I apply it to my whole life because everything I did in football was intentional. Everything in life I do is intentional. And, and football. The game itself it introduced me to my fiance. It introduced me to a new hope. It, it gave football gave me the biggest platforms of my life, and I thank God for it to be able to share the gospel as a football athlete. But not just that, but to see to see people come from all over the world just to give to give their dream all they got to give by playing this pigskin game called football. So football has really just it has taken over our culture, it has taken over our community because everybody
2: likes to play football i mean
0: it's even little girls playing football right now yeah very accurate. And, and one of the things i wanted to say just to piggyback off what, what tim is, is preaching to everyone here <laughs> is that when it comes to football especially here in what we call sec country i mean football is a way of life but but for so so many more positive reasons than people realize uh the, right the, the, you know the, the university of alabama and again tim as you know feel free to participate throughout the conversation uh, you don't have to feel like we're interviewing you we want you to be part of our conversation but one of the things I wanted to point out to everyone here you know you two guys and Tim is that historically speaking the South Alabama in particular had a lot of negative connotations when it came to racial relations that's just mm-hmm. a fact right and and, and and when Alabama football started to dominate in the 50s and 60s and and, and 70s under the tutelage of Bear Bryant it it's it's shown a positive light on at least one part of something Alabama had on, on a national stage, right? Oh, absolutely. Mm
2: -hmm. Absolutely.
0: And and, and that's why I wanted to point out, you know, to just piggyback off of what Tim said, that it's not just about the game itself. It has cultural ramifications. Go ahead. It it brings,
3: it brings, and I'm pretty sure 3.0 is going to say it, it brings people together. I mean, and, and hear me when I say this, I start playing Little League. I start playing Little League at the age of five years old. And I used to only just play with the minority. But. When we would go to different tournaments, I got to meet different people. I got to see different people. I got to see different cultures. So football itself is fun, but football has a unique way of getting everybody together to to cheer, to to talk about their school, because people that come to games, yeah, they like football, but they're there because of the memories that football
2: at their school gave them.
1: Absolutely. I mean, there's so many differences that you can easily put aside when you're rooting for the same team and you're rooting for the same city. Uh, You know, and, and, and so, that I mean, that's spot on.
0: Think, think about just from a cultural standpoint, guys. This is something we briefly pointed out last week. When uh, last week wasn't that when we opened the time capsule and went back to high school? Yeah. yeah. So, so, so last week when we talked about high school. The, the the movies that are centered around in high school usually in some shape form or fashion involve football usually yes, usually mm-hmm. and if it's not football it's basketball but but 9 times out of 10 it's football so one of the things that I wanted wanted to point out and Tim I wanted to hear a little bit about your experience personally but when it comes to high school football especially with America we have a, we have a lot of uh, a lot of America is considered small town America mm-hmm. right those are the movies that are very much geared towards your your friday night lights yes varsity blues yes see city shut down on friday right, night your, your, your coach kilmers and so <laughs> forth friday night lights even spawned a tv show those are the shows that are very representative of the american values that are ingrained in in football itself go ahead 3.0
2: no i agree and we, we were talking about uh, high school football and i looked this up according to matt max preps there's 16,000 a little over 16,000 high school teams across america and last year 1.14 million uh people played high school football last year and it was the number one sport played in high school uh track and field believe it or not was actually number two before basketball was number three and uh but you know there's been a lot of things in the news about what's wrong with football and you know but i found it very encouraging that that is what we have in high school and you know we have it doesn't matter whether you're small town ohio whether you're big town texas uh this is something that goes across all over america and this is the number one sport that that uh people were participating in
1: you know and and Tim I noticed that you've not only gone to colleges across the country but high schools as well is this something that you've been able to physically see in your travels
3: yes yes I have I mean football is a big time thing I was just in Denver Colorado and the minority in Denver Colorado is our Latino family is our Hispanic family and these kids are just as excited and fired up with football like they're from the South. And now I tell people all the time, yes, football is a dangerous game. Football is very dangerous. You, I see the guys getting wind knocked out of them. I see concussions. I see these different things. Injuries that you carry the rest of your life. But the thing about football is it teaches you something. It, it teaches you brotherhood. It teaches you about being responsible. It teaches you about... You know taking care of your body but it teaches you how to be a man because if you know if you're not a man and you're trying to play this game you would either it's, it's two things gonna happen it's either you gonna break or the coach gonna break <laughs> yeah well, yeah, the yeah. Coach breaking, so it's you breaking <laughs> so if-
0: go ahead no go ahead we're, we're only laughing because that brought up specific memories for all of us but you're right uh-huh. <laughs> go ahead go ahead right so, I mean, football,
3: Football. everybody wants to play football, man. But the thing about it is I don't really think that everyone knows what comes with football.
0: One thing a I lot want to – Go ahead. I didn't mean to cut you off. Go ahead, Tim. So a
3: lot of people just do it because they think it's cool because you get to dance. And if you win football because of that matter, you you you, you need to get out of it because it's serious.
0: One, one thing I wanted to ask you, Tim, and tell me if you disagree, is that I feel like – now, obviously, there are other sports that I think come close, one of them being boxing. This past weekend, we had mm-hmm. the big Conor McGregor Floyd Mayweather fight, which, side note, did not disappoint. Did not disappoint. We got 10 rounds. Yeah, you did. Right. We got it ten rounds. Me um, now, whether I, th- I think boxing and UFC for me are the t- and and, and three I'll go ahead and and I'll give you a a, a, a air high five and I'll say uh, professional wrestling. Those are some of the sports that require you to give literally your heart and soul because right. you are you are physically going against somebody else. Basketball can be tiring. Soccer mm-hmm. can be tiring. Um, um, Our military, Mike, excuse me, Nebraska, now Washington, Mike, He he he's a big proponent of NASCAR and says that NASCAR drivers are physically drained after a race. But football, you are physically beaten to a pulp for four quarters. Four quarters. Yeah. And, yes. And, and to me, what you said, that f- football makes you a man, the reason I agree with that and the reason I think people don't get that is because, to me, football is the sport that requires the most – giving of your soul out of any other yeah. sport yeah yeah,
3: you got to throw your body out there you got to be willing i mean the, the i tell people all the time the 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 most dangerous teams in football is kickoff team kickoff return team hit squad punt return team yeah. all because you never know where the guy's coming so the coaches yell keep your head on the swivel for <laughs> a reason
0: you Eric know, knows so, that. I have and, six concussions to prove that <laughs> truth. See? And so football, <laughs> this, this is the thing that
3: people don't understand. The average football game lasts three hours and 30 minutes. Right? Yes, that's correct. So let's take off kickoff. Well, that first series, going for 10 yards, do you know how hard it is to get two yards? That
1: was pretty hard. Do
3: you know how hard it is for and inches? Do you know how hard it is for fourth and goal? And the thing about it is, people think, "Oh, well, he he did good." No, that man body been getting beat, play after play after play after play.
0: Exactly. I mean, so so very well said. Now, what I wanted to ask you in relation to a cultural standpoint: do mm-hmm. do do you feel like? and i'm going to tell you I, I for me the answer is no and i shouldn't have, i shouldn't have said my answer first i should have mm-hmm. let him answer first cuz i don't want the audience to feel like i'm leading him but i feel like currently the sport that gets the biggest shout out in music is basketball whether it, yeah. and, and i'm not talking about just hip hop no, yeah. pop music country music across all genres of music you tend to hear basketball shout i mean shout you got Katy Perry anything. with this
1: new swish video
0: right and i feel like football doesn't get enough uh, of edification or glorification I don't know. Th- through mediums such as music that it deserves. Would you agree, Tim?
3: Well, I agree. And the thing, the only reason why I'm agree is this I played, I, play, I was a five star athlete. I did a lot of sports, from football all the way down to wrestling. I did it all. But it just always seemed that basketball was more exciting than football. Mm-hmm. Because I tell people, if you're on the outside looking in and you don't really understand the
0: game, yeah, football is very hard to understand. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that's the that's point. Why you got you to have an in depth knowledge of football because
3: there's so much that goes on to it. And to, to paint a picture for the coach, a coach may have 200, 300 plays. Well, out of the 200 and 300 plays, 10 of them only may work for somebody
2: to score
0: right and yeah. that, that's the point that i was trying to make for our audience some that might not be football fans is i think a lot of people that don't and, and this actually translates to to european football as well mm-hmm. but any sport, really, but in particular football. People that watch it and don't enjoy it is because they actually don't understand what they're seeing. Right. Yeah, they, right. they, they, yeah, definitely. The people who are so in 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 ingrained in the football culture, like here in the South and mm-hmm. SEC country, is because from the time you walk, you're not just watching football, but it's being explained to you, so you understand what you're seeing. So, Tim, do you feel like, uh, and then I'm coming to you 3.0. Tim, do you feel like this part of the country has such a big viewership because people understand the sport better only because they've been exposed to it at an earlier age.
3: Yep, I think I I think right now in Alabama and and the, and, I, and and the listeners. The only reason why I'm saying this is because I understand football. Football is just as big as in Miami as it is in Alabama. Football is just as big as in Texas as it feel as it is in Alabama. The only thing is about these big states where people get these recruits from and everything
0: is they understand the game. I, agree. No, I agree. Go ahead, 3.0. My mom, my mom
3: was a huge Auburn
0: fan. Oh, no. <laughs> she was a – sympathy. So my mom was a huge Auburn fan,
3: but she don't know nothing about football. So I got tired of watching football with her because she wouldn't know, why the quarterback kneeling? Why he
2: holding the ball? <laughs> Go ahead, 3.0. No, I, I, I agree exactly what you're, uh, what you're saying, Tim, about people understanding uh, – uh, football, um, and you know, we're talking about you know how many people watch football. You know, there there's there was a lot of uh, controversy last year with the NFL ratings being down, and there was a lot of different reasons pointed, people pointed to it. Uh, you know, they could talk about the pre, you know, about the election. They could talk about Colin Kaepernick. They could talk about you know losing stars like Peyton Manning, etc. But you know, college football actually increased on ESPN from the previous year. And 49 million fans actually solve, whether it be FBS, which we know is Division One, FCS, Division Two, or Division Three, an increase of 257,000. Uh, what do you think about the state of college football now that it actually is increasing viewers when we're actually losing uh, viewers on, on cable TV?
3: This is the thing. And again, I say, hear me, hear me well. And this is not just for football. This is for for all sports across the board. It's a difference between the walk-on and the scholarship. The walk-on guy works his butt off every day. The scholarship guy may work his butt off every day because he's entitled, A, because school is paid for me. What am I trying to say? in college everybody's working hard to get to the next level when you're at the next level what's higher than the next level a championship a ring making it to a, making it to a super bowl yeah that's all good but guess what we still get millions of dollars
1: so yeah so you're talking about that the grassroots passion is what really creates yeah. the the pool so for college football. college football the reason why college football is so deep is cuz college athletes working so hard to get to the next level you know uh, tim uh and and we just talked about like how often so many people don't really understand the game of football don't understand the importance or or the impact in our society and i know for me football was the most challenging thing that i ever did and i learned a lot of great life lessons there And, and let me ask you this and you can help the listeners with with this as well is is it safe to say that a lot of the lessons from bouncing back and being able to dig deep and overcoming setbacks and adversities through football in your life help you to to hold the rope, so to speak, in terms of being able to help UAB bring football back?
3: Oh yes, that was that was everything. I mean, you got to, as Coach Clark always says, you got to win the day. You got to know how to finish. You just can't start off. It's kind of like a coffee cat, a coffee crash everybody who drink coffee they be wired up for 45 50, 60 <laughs> yeah, minutes but won't. they crash at the end of the day <laughs> well in football
2: and in, in football you have to get stronger
3: as the game goes on else you will get beat remember clemson said if we can get such and such amount of plays
0: we can beat Alabama because they know if we get to ninety, they tire. I almost hung up on him,
2: bro. <laughs> <laughs> we, we have we have an Alabama homer in the studio, uh, but but you're but you're still telling the truth. You're speaking true. Yeah, don't get me wrong. I love Alabama.
3: I tell everybody. I tell. I tell everybody. what's good for Alabama. what's good for Auburn. Is good for UAB. Keep it in the state. Right. One, you know what I'm
0: saying? One thing I, I wanted to point out before we uh, go to our second break. And again, thank you for thank you for taking the time to be on the show. I want people who may not have heard the episode that you were on previously when you joined us, I want you to uh-huh. give them not I don't want you to necessarily tell them your story again, because I want them to go back and listen to that episode. Right. I make want, them listen
2: to the episode. <laughs> right, no, I mean, it's
0: not It's not that I want them to, to have to go listen to the yeah. episode, but you can go onto YouTube and see a lot about Tim's story and, then UA, and the story of UAB. So, Tim, tell people that are listening who may not be familiar with your story, whether they are new and were brought to this show by you or, or people that have listened and joined over time listening to us where can they find out more about you and why we brought you on specifically to talk about the heart of 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 the the sport of football
3: well you can find me on youtube or google at timothy alexander and it's a lot of information but you know one of the reasons why they brought me on on switching the coverage is because my story is a story of resilience football football is a story of resilience that's why they say a, a team a team can be winning 21 nothing before halftime but then come back and get beat to sleep 42 to 21 after halftime
0: I like that because beat to sleep It's
3: is is how quick can you respond to adversity How quick is it As soon as the offense scores defense know all right, we got to go and get that ball or even score in defense and get the offense back get offense back the ball and I look at it at my life my the the ball was taken away from me and the only way the ball was would have been able to come back was because I had to bounce back quick. I had to I had to respond in a different way. And so I went back to the I went back to the principles that I learned in football about you got to have confidence. I mean, people say all the time, scrap your tint script up, put your mouthpiece in, and get ready to go. We got to stop we got to stop walking out the door with our shoes un- with our shoes untied. Then let us know you're not ready for what's going to happen. And so football really just propelled me into an area in my life because, again, it takes a unique individual to play football. It takes a unique individual to put their body on the line every day. And so I said, if I was known as the wedge buster in football, well, I got to bust the wedge in life, meaning whatever problems come my way, I I can't run away from it. I got to run to it.
2: Well, well, Tim, Tim, uh, I really appreciate you sharing that. And I know that uh, I know we're going to be seeing, I know people go to YouTube, and I know I'm going to ask you to give them your Twitter handle in just a minute. But I also know that uh, I believe uh, some national media has interviewed you. So you may not know when they're coming out, and we'll be glad to shout them out when they occur. But uh, uh, you have, don't you have some interviews that. that are coming up that you have talked about your story and about UAB.
3: Yes, sir. The the ESPN Marty Smith show will be viewing tomorrow night on, on Sports Center. I don't know the time, but it's gonna start viewing tomorrow. I've been on Good Day at Alabama. I've been on National News. I've been on TMZ Sports. All just sharing my story. You know, it's just showing people. You know, football. Football is not for everybody, but it was for me. My mother introduced me to the game of football. My mother introduced me to the. I'm sorry if I'm. You may hear that beeping noise. I'm backing up. It's all mother, good. My <laughs> mother introduced me to the game of football at the age of five, and the first word she told me was, "That it's gonna teach you discipline, son. It's gonna teach you how to be a man. It's gonna teach you how to be responsible, but it's gonna also teach you to handle your business. Because as you know, if you don't, if you don't go to school and study, you can't play." If a man don't work, he don't eat, and so that's football. You gotta do your job every day. And the scary thing about football is, is this: in football, you are always recruited. You always uh, the next. The, it's always the next man up. So you may be good this year, but it's a new player coming next year that's gonna be better than you. And in life, it's always somebody on your heels. You just got to keep moving and stay disciplined and stay doing what you know to do.
0: So, Tim, uh, last thing I want you to share with the people, uh, and for everyone listening, uh, follow us on Twitter. I, I've set a record, guys. I, I have not said it once this week, and I, I counted. Last week, I said it like 30 times. Follow us on Twitter at Switch Coverage. Uh, check out our Facebook page, Switching the Coverage. Subscribe on iTunes or SoundCloud so you can get these episodes delivered to you without having to go searching for it every week. But uh, on our Twitter account, which is at Switch Coverage, we will be uh, shouting Tim out for the next seven days until we record Absolutely. again. Absolutely. Uh, well, well, I, I, it might be seven days. I don't know if I'm coming back from Key West, but the point is, uh, <laughs> so, 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 uh, so 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 that you guys can see more of Tim's story, and, and uh, we will be able to provide you with where you can learn about him. We'll be putting that on our Twitter page at Switch Coverage. But Tim. Give the people your your Twitter handle where they can go and look and um and see your Twitter.
3: Okay, well my Twitter handle is inspired by T-A, I-N-S-P-I-R-E-D-B-Y-T-A. My Instagram is inspired by T A and my website is inspired by T-A.com. So I, I am a very social person. I, I I talk to a lot of different people. But I just I just want people to understand that Football is good, but it's a lot that comes with it. Old coach Buddy Stevens said, as he said on Last Chance you. everybody likes sausage, but they don't want to know how it's made. So the people that talk about football, you don't know what goes into it. You don't understand that the coaches don't even get to see their family. You don't get to see your family through the season. You have to show up and be a father figure, be a role model to, to, to other people's kids. And you don't even get to spend time with your own kids. So... Before we talk about the, the, the pros and cons of football, let's get an
0: understanding. Even the Bible says, and all I get it, get an understanding. Well, Tim, again, we want to thank you very much. Uh, we're going to go into our next commercial break, but we're definitely going to have you on again. Um, be, be looking out for that Marty Smith special. Marty Smith is one of the ESPN personalities he that I think awesome. does yeah. a fantastic job with people profiles. Um, and and I didn't know it was Marty Smith that you interviewed with, so I am personally very excited to see that. Uh, I will be looking out for it, as will all of us, and we'll make sure to shout that out on our Twitter where people can see it, and uh, if we can link it in on our Twitter, we will definitely do that. Tim, thank you you so very much, and we look forward to having you
1: again. And and we're definitely excited for this weekend. It's going to be big.
3: All right, no problem. Thank you all so much.
1: All right, take it easy, Tim. Bye-bye.
0: So we're going to go ahead and take you guys to our next break. I mean, um, it's always a treat when we have Tim on the show because we can just let him talk. Yes. We, we, if, we, if we wanted to, we could just yeah. – I could if I was still a smoker – I'm snitching on myself. If I was still a smoker, I could have went outside and smoked a cigarette and just let him yeah. roll. I mean, yeah.
1: he, he's like a great CD. You can just hit play and, and just uh, just enjoy every track. If
2: that, like if, if that doesn't have you ready for football over the next couple of days, then you or dead or sweet i'm
1: ready to give somebody a concussion right now <laughs> not me not me you can keep you can
0: keep all, you can keep all of those to yourself we're gonna take you guys to our last break come back and wrap it up we're gonna jump into a few cultural things as it revolves uh, to relates to and revolves around football and get you guys out of here try to keep it at 45 minutes since you have been very insistent that's where rest, where we keep it for your drive to and from home to and from work gonna take you guys to our next break and wrap it up coming at you now All right, guys, so we're going to wrap it up, have a little bit of fun. Follow us on Twitter, at Switch Coverage. That's like three times this week. Follow the Facebook page, switching the coverage. Don't just follow the page. Give the page a like. Anything that we put on the page, if you give it a like, you will see on your Facebook newsfeed.
1: You were late to the party on, uh, on Twitter, but you're making up for it right now. Did, did, you're yeah. making up for it.
2: Did, did, did anybody run through a wall? Uh, you know, I have to listen to that last segment. I mean, the only
0: reason I didn't is because it would have damaged the equipment. Uh, to, you know, listening to Tim. It, we appreciate that. It, it, you're welcome. His, his Twitter, his Twitter handle, inspired by T.A., is that correct? Yes, correct. Is inspired by T.A., and I think it's fitting because it, when he speaks, he, he is very uh, aspirational very aspirational speaker so a couple of things i got for you guys before we get out of here uh, this start, third segment we always try to have fun and this is the segment where we encourage you guys to let us know on twitter at switch Covers. that's four <laughs> let us know <laughs> let us know i'm like i'm trying to fulfill a quota right let us know <laughs> on twitter at switch Covers. that uh what are some of your favorite whatever because we're going to give you a few things so we're st- we'll start with this my favorite football related movie and I and I had to think hard about this cuz I was like man there's a lot there's so many man and and we did say last week that football tends to be the movie the the movie related to sports that gets the most films um,
2: high school, mainly. Mainly high school, yes. yes.
0: If, if you want to dig that deep, yes, it is mainly high school, Mr. 3.0, who always has to dig through the numbers. Correct. Um, f- For me, it came down to two. It came down to any given Sunday. Oh, that was great. And remember the Titans. And the reason it was those two for me is because any given Sunday is so realistic mm-hmm. as far as what you see from a football action standpoint and and, and, and what goes on in professional locker rooms. Mm-hmm. But remember the Titans, has good football scenes, but I thought the message that it portrayed was so fitting to, to really – I mean, to now we've made several mentions of what's going on in America with relations between people of different backgrounds, and this was a football team that had to put their difference of skin color aside if they wanted to win games. Mm-hmm. And the, the, the story of right now the players like a Gary Bertier – and uh, Superman, uh, 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 right. Superman, you know, for him specifically and, and coach Herman Boone mm-hmm. and what the people in the town and the players had to overcome personally in order to succeed as a team. You've heard all heard this acronym together. Every, everybody achieves more. The the thing is, is that to become a team, they had to put their personal differences aside and and, and really grow personally. So for me, it was remember the Titans. What about you, three
2: Well, and, and I'm not piggybacking off of it. You can't pick it. You got to pick something. else. No, no. But but that but that really <laughs> he's is, been talking about that, that for a long time. But that really is the film. I mean that to me that was I am y'all could y'all could correct me if I'm wrong, but if we remember the Titans kind of filled a void. ...that we had in football movies, I think, for quite a while. I mean, before it came out, I don't really remember anything that was as big of a blockbuster... Uh, is that, do y'all?
0: Uh, so, I, I can actually give you the timeline. Uh, yeah. Varsity Blues was right around 96, 97. Yes, yeah. And then the next big one was Any Given Sunday, which was 99. 98, right. now 98, 99. 98, 99. And then, remember, the Titans was 2000, 2001. It was 2000. 2000.
2: Okay. okay. It was well,
1: it was uh, the uh, December of 2000.
2: And, yep. I, and I think I'm always a sucker for a big message and inspirational message, and I think that's, message. What, that's, what, really, message. Yeah, that's what really pulled me. But, I mean, really, I mean, Let's even talk about, I mean, as we, as we think about what teams in college football are going to live up to their potential, one of the things that they always talk about is the leadership is going to be on the team. Right. You know, how they come together. Mm-hmm. And that is essentially the key in football is are there leaders and are they going to come together? And for to watch the dynamics of that team come together um, – I thought was special, and then, and I'm originally from the South, um, and and the South, uh, you know, when we talk, when we see the struggles that we see going on uh, in in racial relations today, the one of the biggest ways that the South was able to overcome segregation and able to to help move forward was through football, and you saw it in that movie.
1: Yes, I mean, that that movie was the personification of winning in life and in football, and obviously that's one of my favorites, but the all-time favorite football movie for me, uh, actually, of course, high school football, but Facing the Giants. And I've seen so many corporations and even just churches and people in general that use that one scene of Brock uh doing the uh 100 yard bear crawl blindfolded and, and I mean that scene is just so iconic because he thought he could go uh what maybe 50 if he if he pushed it but he had the blindfold on and he just kept going he put the blinders on and all of a sudden he was in the end zone and that was just typified of the fact that in life through football we understand that we can always do more than what we ever realized that we're capable of and that scene to me encapsulated that and that movie in general encapsulated overcoming personal as well as on the field adversity because they were they were totally overmatched but because they believed and they did more than they thought they were capable of they could overcome and so to me that's my favorite
0: you know what i want to say about football movies in particular think about a movie like the replacement starring keanu reeves about Falco, God, uh, uh, right he was shane falco well it, it, one of the guys in our fantasy football <laughs> league named his team footsteps falco yes he did and if j- just to put it out there if any i might be jinxing myself <laughs> if any of our listeners want to follow our league and look at the standings uh, we, we 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 participate in the league. It's Fantrax is it, it, our league host. It's Fantrax. Mm-hmm. The name of my team is uh, the Axe Capital Hefes. And if nobody knows where that came from, one of my favorite TV shows is Billions. So mm-hmm. shout out to Bobby Axelrod <laughs> and all the telev- television producers uh, from Billions. That's where I got that from. Rod, what is
1: your team name? My team name is Straight Out of Low Cash. And if you remember <laughs> the Chris Rock movie, CB4 from the early 90s, and you can just YouTube Straight Out of Low Cash and you can see that video. It's pretty hilarious. Now, 3.0, <laughs> I think I
0: actually like my team name because uh, now last year, the name of my team was Junior's Waffle Irons. You will only get that if you went to the University of Alabama and ever ate at the 24-hour diner. Yeah. Um, so I changed it to the Axe Capital Hefes. 3.0, I think, has historically had the best name ever. Tell us your name and, <laughs> and, 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 and tell us why you chose that name. Okay.
2: Well, my name is Off in the Woods. <laughs> now, if you don't think of it beyond that, you don't get it. But then, you know, I like winging. But the good part about it is when I accidentally lose, my opponent ends up saying a <laughs> phrase. And, no, I'll say it because if you don't say it, I'm going to say it. Okay, I'm going to let you say it. So, so, we, 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 so let's say you just actually won the game. So so, if
0: I, if I beat 3.0's team and I wanted because everybody that is within our fantasy football league, again, check it out on Fantrax. You can follow the our three teams and see how we're faring during the season along with other guys. like uh, We've had him on the show. Mr. Beast Mode, Marshall, has been on the show. Yes, um, uh, Footsteps Falco has not been on the show, but that's just the name <laughs> of his team. But And he won't be on the show. T- to 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 get to the point of that we're trying to make, if I were to beat 3.0's team and I wanted to go on our group text and brag,
1: I would have to say, I beat off in the woods. <laughs> Beast Mode said <laughs> that after
2: he beat you in the
1: semifinals. like, I beat off in the woods. I was like, whoa, man, too much information there. So... Uh, <laughs> So, yeah
0: <laughs> shout out to you for such an epic naming of your team we're running close to 50 minutes so we're going to let you guys get out of here but this is the twitter question of the week that i have for you guys what is not only your favorite football related movie the last thing we're going to run through real quick we won't even say why because we got to get out of here my favorite fictional football player for me is willie beeman follow me on twitter at just like water 17, and i'll explain why 3.0 who is your favorite fictional football character
2: Oh gosh! I caught him off guard. Yeah, mm-hmm. you did. you get. Um, I'll come back to you, Rod.
1: Yeah. Oh man, that that is it's between Coach Kilmer. <laughs> I mean, you you just iconicized that I for did. us throughout college so much with your uh with our um uh, travails in PS two, but uh and then also a uh, Booby Miles. Booby My- Miles. Well, Booby Miles is not fictional. Booby Miles is
0: based off a well, real person. He is, but but I, I get it. I get yeah. it. So three point oh.
2: Oh gosh. Uh, I, don't even, I don't even remember a name. So follow him on Twitter. What's your Twitter handle for the people? Uh, Mr. 3.0. At Mr. 3.0. Mr. the number three, P-O-I-N-T-O.
0: So there's his Twitter handle. Uh, he's going to think about it overnight and tell you guys who his favorite fictional football character is. Well, we're going to get out of here. I'm coming to you, 3.0. I want to hear who you guys' favorite fictional football character is coming. Maybe it didn't even come from a movie. Maybe it came from a book as well as your favorite football related movie. Go ahead 3.0 before we get out of here.
2: I know not everybody on here is a country fan but trust me as we go off the air <laughs> because we always talk about how, how everything relates to he culture. Here we go. He had to. Go to YouTube and type in Kenny Chesney The Boys of Fall. That'll put you in the mood for football.
1: What else are you missing from country? Garth Brooks. Yeah what he known it too. The
2: Boys of Fall you need a wish. That, to that it. is good. That you is really man. good. That's, That's it. I'm it. it. I'm
0: killing it. We are getting out of here. We'll, we, we we'll see you guys next week. You got your Garth Brooks mention for the week. Follow us on Twitter at Switch Coverage. I, I
2: helped him out. I helped him out. Destiny.
0: Follow us on Twitter at <laughs> Switch Coverage.